What's good, world? Welcome to another episode of the Legends of Athletics podcast. Of course, you know me, Justin Miller. Uh, I got another fresh episode for y'all. Um, of course, as always, you know, before we get started, I want y'all to go to all social media platforms. If you're on Twitter, if you're on Facebook, if you're on Instagram, type in Legends of Athletics. If you're on Instagram, Legends of Athletics 19. If you're on Twitter, Legends of Ath. And if you're on Facebook, Legends of Athletics, and go follow those pages. And let me know what you think. Um, this is another great episode, another fun and impactful episode. Of course, we talk about health and wellness, even though um, the name of the business is Legends of Athletics. I like to entail wellness overall. So wellness goes beyond the field of play. It goes beyond the court. It goes beyond the gym. It goes beyond just, you know, meditation. It's, it, it encompasses everything from your spiritual health to your mental health to your physical health to your spiritual health. And with that being said, today's a funny episode, man. I got like, I guess you could say uh, more than a best friend. I got one of my brothers on this podcast with me and um, I'll let him introduce himself and we're going to go from there. All right. Uh, my name is Darius Brown. Um, as Mr. Legend of Athletics uh, himself has spoke, he's like a brother of mine. Uh, we grew up together. Uh, actually, I uh, was was one of my first best friends. Uh, when I realized what a best friend was, uh, and we actually had an opportunity. Our lives kind of separated for a moment, but um, God reconnected us, and uh, I'm just glad to be a part of your podcast and what you're doing. Yeah, and I'm gonna be real, child, man. Like, uh, if if I could <laughs> if I could give y'all a picture. From where it came from to now, bro, y'all will laugh. I mean, it's a lot of maturity in between, and that's that's wow. what I can that's what I can appreciate is that you know sometimes with some friends you don't really mature uh, mm -hmm. in the same steps, and you don't really mature in life together. Right. And it's also not people that you know, especially these days, it's not a lot of people that you can talk to and completely be open and be yourself. And um, you know, you also can't confide in that person right, right. And, and just really know that they'll take regardless if you write or wrong they'll tell, tell you the truth, tell you the truth <laughs> whether it's the brutally honest truth or just you know what you need to hear uh, just to keep you going right and so with that we're gonna jump right we're gonna jump right into this podcast and uh y'all i'm doing this on the fly so i'm gonna try not to jack up the sound too much but the first question i ask you bro is how how do you exercise self-control? Like in life, how did you how do you exercise that? Uh, well, first I want to say, uh, of course, you know I'm a minister. You know uh, I'm a man of, of faith. You know I'm a man of, of God. So uh, the, the the one of the, my responsibilities I've learned is as a believer, uh, we have to live uh, from the inside out. Uh, and what I mean is, what actually helped me uh, was realizing that um, when you're talking about uh, from the, the outside or the flesh, the physical part of it, uh, to have control, you know, you have to have a, a level of authority and power, both. Mm -hmm. You know, some people have the power as for the ability, but don't necessarily have the means, which mm -hmm. is the authority side. Uh, so uh, one thing that I kind of really helped me with that was when the scripture says uh, you shall receive power. Uh, after that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. I know people, uh, some people say Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit is all the same. Uh, that is what allowed me to kind of have self-control when it came to my natural side. Uh, understanding that I had the power of God to help me restrict myself mm -hmm. or restrain myself. Because life itself is going to present uh, all kind of situations. And so when those situations arrive, um, I literally will lean on the strength of God and the mm -hmm. Spirit of God to kind of... Um, allow me to uh, have whatever I need in that moment. 
um, to suffice and bring me to, you know, the outcome that I want as opposed to, you know, what yeah. my flesh may want to do. Yeah, and that's the, that's the thing where I'm thinking, I'm thinking why, why you're talking. Uh, first of all, I'm going to let y'all know Darius is a minister for sure. Yeah. That's probably why his <laughs> intro went that good. You know, he used to people bringing him up. I don't do that. I don't do that. Um, and so... What I'm thinking about is with self-control, you know, a lot of times it, for people that may not know what self-control is, that's basically, uh, in my definition, I would say the ability to uh, restrain yourself from doing mm -hmm. things that may uh, cause harm or mm -hmm. may uh, knock you off your path. If yep. you want to, if you want a real life example, I'll put this right here, so kill this now a little bit. There we go. All right. The, the tricks of the trade right there, bro. I got you. So, <laughs> so if you want to know a real life example of how self-control can be uh, taken in the wrong way right now, uh, I'm going to say he ain't did nothing today, but right now, Antonio Brown is a, is a real definition of lacking <laughs> self-control and, you know, being surrounded by the wrong people. But um, in, in life, we, we all have to... Uh, Find our way of, of practicing self control, and self control allows you. the 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 greater you become at that practice, the more success you're allowed to obtain. Um, I think back to college. As far as me, I mean, uh, for, for most people, y'all know I'm in a fraternity, and you know, I had my fun, whatever. But I can't think to how not focusing on what I needed to, as far as like my academics. And focusing on the social life, things like that, kind of take, took me away from what I need to do and caused me to be on the path of trying to get my obtain a bachelor's degree. Took me a little longer than it should have, mm -hmm. but you know that's living and learning. And of course, you know they say a bought lesson is a taught lesson, or you know you learn through experience. And sometimes experience is a good learner, but experience also prolongs the <laughs> the time <laughs> that it takes to exactly. to learn to learn certain things. So. I think what you said about practicing self-control is great. I mean, especially when you think about this hyperactive, hyper-connected society that we Man. live in. I mean, you got Facebook, we got uh, now you got TikTok, uh, Twitter, Man. Snapchat, <laughs> Instagram. You can you can go down and name them all the time. If if you just spent all day and you just wanted to not be connected to the world, just look at your phone and you can be entertained <laughs> for 24 all straight day. hours. Um, and so you, you do have to practice self-control. I mean, I talked to y'all on the last podcast about me detaching myself to, to reattach to certain things, mm -hmm. to, to life around me, um, using apps on my phone, like with um, dealing with uh, regulating my time on social media, regulating my time, you know, just browsing or just swiping mm -hmm. on my phone. I mean, it, that it plays a big role, and I'll be honest with you, it, it's really not that hard. I mean, once you get past the fact you just because basically you just being nosy, basically you just want to yeah, laugh or whatever. Yeah. So once you get past that point, I mean, it it pay it plays a big role, and you able to get so much more done, and you're able to enjoy life so much more, and you're able to be connected like that much more. I right. mean, and that, that's the way I look at it. I think too. Also, like when you were saying what you were saying, it's about really knowing. Uh, your purpose, knowing mm -hmm. and having a destination. Because when you're talking about uh, being disciplined, you know, you're talking about detaching yourself um, or removing things. Mm -hmm. A lot of that comes with knowing uh, where you want to go. You mm -hmm. know, I'm a minister as far as in the spiritual side, uh, but as far as in the, the natural or the secular, I'm an insurance broker by trade. Mm -hmm. So a lot of what I do, I'm constantly dealing with people. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm constantly having to be around uh, different situations 
And I've learned this, uh, even self-control is, is very important because uh, you may have situations that come to uh, get you outside of your character. Right, right. And, I, and, and realizing one one wrong decision outside mm-hmm. of your character uh, may affect you for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of realizing that self-control is important, not just for my right now, mm-hmm. for the present, but even for the future. Yeah. You know, uh, you have some people that pay attention to you, how you act under pressure. Right. Some, cause, and, and that's why I say you're going to have a situation that's going to come. That, that That's all of us. We're going to have that moment mm-hmm. where we're going to, we're going to be pulled where our flesh or our natural man may want to do something to suffice the situation. Mm-hmm. But what we may want to do to suffice the situation may not be good for us mm-hmm. as far as down the road. So it's kind of, you have to understand a part of self-control is not just knowing where you are, but even where you're trying to go and realizing that what helps that mm-hmm. is knowing that, man, every decision I make is very vital to where I'm going. Yeah, and it's, and, and like we were talking about, that, that's the physical side of self-control. It's just the natural, mm-hmm. just your everyday walk of life. I mean, even from, you know, we talk about fitness, from exercise yeah. to what you choose to eat to what you choose to to ingest. And that's what we about to, we about to get into is like the spiritual side. What, like when I say ingest, I ain't just talking about natural food. I'm talking about man. what you choose <laughs> to take in, like through your eye gate, through your ear gate, mm-hmm. or through your eyes and through your ears. I ain't going to get too churchy but through your eyes and through your ears and like all that plays a a factor and the things that you take in is what you're gonna get out and if you really take the time and this is what i'm like i learned this early but i'm learning it again if you really take the time to like look and listen to people the mouth is gonna speak what's in the heart so i mean whatever they got going on (laughs) if you just really listen and, and and be attentive Man, you will learn so much more. You will keep yourself out of trouble. I mean, if you just listen to people, I mean, that's just being just being it's real. True, yeah, you telling the truth, and, man. Uh, I mean, that that's that's with that. And so now we, I'm 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 going to ask you this question. So, how do you practice, or how do you exercise spiritual discipline in your life? I mean, you're a minister, so I'm to be real. He's probably going to be on hold. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I I think it's first with me is 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 realizing how vital it is to me being. Um, who I am to be and doing what I'm supposed to do as it relates to my life. Uh, if you think about it, uh, a lot of people, I'm going to say, try to practice some form of a spiritual uh, discipline. Uh, it's amazing to me, since we're talking about a lot of times the health side, how many athletes take up stuff like yoga, mm-hmm. uh, take up stuff like Pilates, uh, things that uh, cause some form of meditation, uh, because it's like even some of them understand that there's a level of uh, discipline externally uh, that first starts internally. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, how how I actually um, exercise that spiritual discipline is number one realizing how vital that it is. Things that are important to you is not hard to do when mm-hmm. it's and you realize where it's like well we know food for the natural side is mm-hmm. vital for me living so. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with making right. that a priority. Right. So the same way how I, I take that same approach to the spiritual, uh, as I forestated living from the inside out. Uh, what I so what I do is I place an emphasis on uh, the things like you was talking about the intake, what I listen to, mm-hmm. uh, constantly in my word, you know, constantly being in 
communication with God. It was one of those things where God kind of gave me. And so we talking about how do I practice it? Um, God literally told me it's not hard to love on who you in love with. Mm. And so because he's a priority deep. in my life, uh, it's really not hard for me to uh, do some things as it relates to the spiritual side. Mm -hmm. And then when you see as what you forestated, how it has worked for you, when you start mm -hmm. seeing the results, you think about somebody working out, you may tell them to do something. And it, it, it's challenging at mm -hmm. first. But once they start doing and they start seeing, man, at first I was only doing five reps, now I can do ten. Right, right. Or at first, you know, I, I wasn't losing weight, now I'm, I didn't lost five pounds. Those things, mm -hmm. you start seeing that discipline carries a weight of reward. So mm -hmm. um, that's how I, you know, kind of practice spiritual discipline. And I'll tell y'all because, I mean, I, I speak to y'all, I guess. I mean, I'm kind of the same. I've been in church my whole life. I mean, I ain't never been a time I wasn't in church. I just didn't live what church talked about the whole, the whole time. Uh, That's but, all of us. But, uh, but, like, for me, I know, like, I mean, especially, I'm going to tell y'all, like, being married is one of the most rewarding, yet, uh, I guess you would say, defining mm -hmm. moments of your life. I mean, it, it makes you see so much of yourself. You, get, you have to face it and face <laughs> demons and face stuff that you that you probably never thought was in you until yep. you know what I'm saying until you get with another person. And like I say, for me, the the key point you made, you said you know letting him work from the inside out, mm -hmm. and that's the way you got to be transformed from the inside out. Like yep. one of my prayers daily is God work on me from the inside out, allow people to see you in me. Um, and the thing about it is, I mean, especially like I say for me, I ain't perfect, but if you can take and put into practice, it's just like when you play sports, you have to practice it. Like at first you're not going to be as strong. Like ain't nobody, if you as strong as a 12th grader as you was as an eighth grader, you ain't make no progress. Yeah, no. But the more that you do a thing, excuse me, the better results you get, the stronger mm -hmm. you get, the more you're able to endure. Of course, when you first, like, yeah, the Bible says run this race with endurance, you know, mm -hmm. but if you ain't never trained yourself, you can't run. Right. <laughs> like, right. it's yeah. like, it's like if I get somebody off the couch right now and say, hey, go run a mile, bro, you're not about to do it. You're not going to do so it. So you have to put it into practice. And I'm telling y'all this because, I mean, I ain't saying this is like, you know, uh, one of those things where I'm, I'm saying, like, I don't know if you're a believer, non-believer listening to this. You know, if you believe in God, do with the things you need to do. If you don't, listen anyway. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the thing is, you know, you have to put into practice of, of what you intake. And, I mean, for me, it started with reading a devotional daily. And then mm -hmm. from that, it started to praying and reading a devotional daily. To now, it's like praying, reading devotional, even listening to podcasts that, you know, a certain pastors. And I ain't saying it's got to be like, because me, I, I don't know. This is just me. Mm -hmm. I don't really like the most popular people. And it ain't mm -hmm. that it's like a personal issue. It's just I like to feel like I'm connected, like I can connect mm -hmm. to a person. So I, I listen to, I you. you know, different pastors on podcasts and, uh, and you know, even like picking up the Bible. And if you take notes on a Sunday, I used to, I used to be bad about this, like taking notes and I never looked at them. I <laughs> like you. I would I take you. the note and then I ain't never go back and look, but reviewing right, that stuff. Right. I mean, that's just, that's just, just putting stuff into practice and it makes you stronger to overcome mm -hmm. some of those things that you may be going through in order to practice better self-discipline, in order to be a stronger and better person, not just for you, but for your kids' yep. kids. For your generations to come because the sins of the father are, are carried on from generation to generation yeah, yeah. but you have to be strong in order to break those things and i mean if you just i mean we all think about it we all got issues of some sort 
uh, somewhere in our life. I mean, from self-esteem to parent issues to mm-hmm. just the way judgmental, the, mm-hmm. the way you, 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 you look at stuff. And I was thinking about a conversation I had with one of my friends this week. And we were talking about a Bible verse where, you know, the, the it's, it's a very common Bible verse. Dad's probably tell you where it's found verbatim. I can't. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it says train up a child in the way they should go. Okay, mm-hmm. that's cool. What if you was trained wrong? Ain't nobody ever thought about that. Mm-hmm. If I train you wrong, then when you get up, now nah, you ain't going to depart from that too easy because mm-hmm. you're going to think it's right. Right, right. So, I mean, you have to uh, take inventory of your life. Look at what's right. Look at what, what makes sense. What's wrong. And it may not be easy, but... In order to make a better you, in order to be better spiritually, in order to be stronger spiritually, these are probably some of the things that you need to do. And in reading my um, my devotional, one quote that I, I got that I wanted to uh, read to y'all was okay. from Chris Chris Warner. Um, it says, great achievements sometimes require enduring extreme discomfort. And that's when real leadership is tested, validated, and proven. That's mm-hmm. something that you said, like to start with, if you, especially if you're a man and you're going to be thrust into this role of being a leader. You have to become strong in every area of your life. For me, mm-hmm. it it ain't hard to be strong physically because I always done it. <laughs> so right, I mean, right, I learned right, it, right. and it ain't. I mean, it's not hard for me to be strong emotionally. I mean, that's even something that I'm learning now. Like yeah, so being vulnerable and expressing emotions is stronger than right. not showing any right at yeah. all. I mean, and so some areas for me, yeah, it's, it's easy. But like this area of spirituality, for me, I'll be real. Like I told y'all, I mean, I'm getting stronger. I'm getting better. I've been in church my whole life, been around it my whole life. But it's like when you jump on, like it's like it's just like fitness, it's just like exercise. When you jump in and you jump out, like you always, whenever you jump back in, you got to work yourself back up yep. to where you were. And so that's 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 personally uh, where I can attest and and. You know, tell y'all. I, well, I, I'm gonna I'm say like with what you what you were saying. Uh, two things I want to say when you're talking about discipline. Uh, the root word of discipline is disciple. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to think about this. Uh, like I said, you always have to have your destination in mind. Uh, and I, I I can very compare it to it because like you said, the spiritual is a lot like the natural, especially on the health side. Mm-hmm. You know, you being a personal trainer. Uh, like I told you before, a lot of times before a person can change. Um, they first have to accept that their truth is not the truth. Mm-hmm. Like, and sometimes there's a truth that cannot be exposed until I literally get around authentic, a level of information. Right. And I say that because it don't matter how much in shape I think I am, when I get around a real <laughs> personal trainer, I yeah. realize that was my truth, yeah. but that's not I got work to do. the truth. Yeah. You know, and so I'm saying that because when you begin to talk about uh, some of the stuff that you was actually bringing out, even bringing about great achievements. I think that's one of the misconceptions about God uh, that a lot of people don't understand. It's proven through the word and through scripture. And you'll see a lot of times through a lot of devotion, a lot of times God will allow us to go through uh, hard and heavy things because they're going to do one of two things. It's going to show you who you really are and mm-hmm. it's going to show you who God really is. Uh, you think about it, there are certain things when it comes to us as individuals that cannot be proven without a test. Mm -hmm. You think about it, even going to, before we go from high school to college, I I know you went to Mississippi State right out of high school, I think. I went to ICC and then I had to go that route. But this is what I'm saying, before you could get there, you had to take the ACT. It was Mm -hmm. a test. What did that test do? It came to prove, it came to evaluate 
who you were. So it's almost like evaluation before elevation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes God literally allows you to go through things because he's proving or re- revealing mm-hmm. your truth, who you really are, to see are you going to be able to be able to handle right. where you finna step into. Some people, like you talk about it, some people that uh, I see sometimes occupy certain positions of leadership, different uh, opportunities. Even I was looking at the... Uh, uh, I don't know if you watched it, but the, even the Aaron Hernandez mm-hmm. documentary, right. and it's like a lot of people is like, "Well, I don't, I don't understand how he could do that." I think sometimes we get the misconception of feeling like success, money, platforms, all those things take away from the truth of a person. Right. When you're looking at an Antonio Brown, this mm-hmm. is not something he just inevitably became. Right. This is a this is a something that was already in him, but it took a certain circumstance mm-hmm. to. Prove that. So I think that we have to also remember that sometimes in order for you to become disciplined, you got to realize first you're not disciplined. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Before, because yeah. like I said, discipline, the root word is disciple, meaning a follower. Before I can become a follower of you, mm-hmm. I have to understand, number one, I need to be led. Like exactly. something is wrong. I, exactly. I'm, the position I'm in, the circumstance I'm in, I'm not getting results that either I desire or... Or you can be in a place where you like, man, I know I'm supposed to be in shape. Mm-hmm. You might not even desire to be in shape, but you have that inner, like, right. man, I'm supposed to be, right. you know, more fit. And I, I literally played drums last night. Now, this is what amazed <laughs> yeah. me. And I, I, I laugh and joke because I talked to my wife about it. I grew up a drum player. Like, that's what I've done. And so, but the last three, four years, I haven't consistently played. Mm-hmm. I literally got on the drum set last night, and my mind remembers mm-hmm. 30 seconds, and they were playing <laughs> shout music. 30 seconds, legs started yeah. hurting. Like, I was tired, couldn't stay on beat. Yeah. But it's because, like you said, when you didn't got out of something, you got to, man, mm-hmm. catch back up to the level you was on, mm-hmm. which is going to take work. Yep. Then it's going to take another level of discipline to uh, get to that particular place where we want to be. And you're an LSU fan. I'm a diehard Mississippi State fan, but a lot of times we look at the difference in those teams. Sometimes it's not just the players. Mm-hmm. Like the players are better, but you look at their systems. Right. The way they work out, the way the stuff that they do mm-hmm. in the summer, right now before spring ball, restricting themselves, preparing because it's about a destination and mm-hmm. not my present circumstance. And, and I'm going to say, yeah, uh, that's the thing too, like, yeah, for y'all that, because I know I got ragged on Facebook about it. I went to state, so by default, I'm a state <laughs> fan, bro. Like, that's what you my, and the family, we accept you. We that, ain't that's win. what my money, and I go for state. I mean, I, I root for them for sure. But I mean, I always like LSU. They had a good year. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to repeat it, but they had a good year. But the thing I will say is that, you know, for whatever it is you're trying to do, like, if you don't have goals, you're not living. You just live in life aimlessly like you not you you don't have anywhere that you can go you can't go up you can't go down because mm-hmm. you don't even know if you're going up or down because you ain't got <laughs> nothing that, you, that you're going towards right, you know what i'm right. saying and, and so i think that the point that you made was was real valid and and i mean I, i'm i'm listening i'm enjoying this podcast but i mean Me too, man. I am too. it's just like discipline is where it starts in life man, like do. that that's where it starts that's where it starts that's where it begins i, I think to a lot of points in life like you know, you were saying, you know, being elevated to a position that you're not quite ready for. Being elevated, like sometimes rejection is protection, but then sometimes you'll be exposed to a position or exposed to where you could potentially go just so he can show you 
maybe you need to work a little bit more. Yep. Maybe you need yep. to prepare a little bit more. Some, I mean, and it, and that's just what it is. It don't don't take it you no know, personal, but that's just sometimes how life goes. And in every situation, every trial and tribulation you go through, every up and down you go through, you have to ask the question repeatedly: What am I here to learn? Why am I going through this? You know, what's the lesson? And if you're not being told what the lesson is, then look for it. You know, seek it. Like for me. I'm gonna be real. Like when I was, like, pressure reveals who a person really is. Yep. Like that's the first thing. That's the truth. But then, yeah. like for me, like I'm one of those people. Like the tougher it get, the harder I push, and sometimes that is not the best thing to no. do. So I keep no. digging yep. and keep pressing, and then I'm in a deeper hole. By the time I get through, I'm like, oh. Like if I would have did XYZ, I probably would have been better. You, you know what? And I, I promise, I'm not trying to cut you off. But when I hear you say that, to me, two things I want to say. I think that's the different dynamics between. That's why God is so important to me, because the world teaches you, when life hand you lemons, make lemonade. Make lemonade. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like they teach you when stuff is going wrong, like you said, to keep pushing. Mm -hmm. And sometimes. God literally hinders us to help us mm -hmm. because he allows us to see in your own strength, mm -hmm. you don't have it. Like, you don't have the ability to mm -hmm. do it on your own. As you begin to, 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 to say what you were saying and talk about some of the things that you have done and even where you at, the place you at right now, it just constantly pushes me. The di that's the difference between God and and a lot of times the mentality of the world. The world says, I give you this opportunity, you messed it up, mm -hmm. it's over. Yeah. God says, No, I gave you this opportunity, you failed, and okay, you failed, but in your failing, I want you to learn from it because there's another door. Mm -hmm. That's I, I literally and I said it because I literally this morning woke up and what came to me, it fits what you're saying, because this is what God told me. He said, Grace and mercy is not a shade, but it's a shield. Mm. And and I say that because some people look at that grace and mercy as a, a shade or a covering when I sin or mm -hmm. while I'm in my sin. And a lot of times I realize God is shielding you because he's giving you opportunity to not only understand what it's going to take not to fall, mm -hmm. but to be able to understand why I fail. Mm -hmm. You get what I mean? And then to have the capacity to say, okay, it's coming again. I'm not... I'm not going to, the last time, what happened last time is not happening this time. Exactly. Preservation is tied to the future. God preserves us through some of the roughest and toughest of things. And that's what has helped me. I've learned this. Like you said, a lot of times, well, I think a lot of people are struggling and challenged by is not realizing what you face. A lot of times is a, not only a sign of that, that, that sometimes God is trying to get you to a certain place, but I feel like the level of mm -hmm. what you face. It's sometimes a reflection of what's in you. Mm -hmm. You think about the story of David and Goliath. Yes, David was fighting a giant, but I feel like Goliath and his statue was a reflection of the giant that actually was in David. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of one of those things where you can't just look at what you're going through and just, you know, almost let it, uh, well, woe is me. You mm -hmm. know, sometimes your opposition is a reflection of who you really are and the opposition comes as an opportunity to for God to not only show himself strong and mighty in you mm -hmm. but to take you to bigger and better. You think about it, Michael Jordan, he failed. He talks about how he failed, didn't mm -hmm. make the team. Like so many people, what I mean, will tell you it's no success 
without failure. Failure, because mm-hmm. in failure, you can learn, but it, it's all about perspective. So that's why I say, when you were saying it, it was making me think about how that's why God is so important to me, because without him and without some of the things I've learned in mm-hmm. my life, man, there's no way. I, I would feel like, you know, it's hope for me. And I, I mean, that, that drives us to our next point. Like, have you ever experienced fading faith? Man, yes. Like, you know, because I hear a lot of people talk about, man, they don't believe in church. They don't believe in going to church. They don't believe in just a bunch of crazy stuff. And it's like, I mean, everybody been there. I've been there before. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I, and I'm going to say it's more than one time where I was like, man, is God real? Is God, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Is he looking out for me? Is mm-hmm. he, do he even care? Right, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, why? You know, especially when you're going through tough times, you're like, why is this happening? What did I do? You know what I'm saying? That caused this or whatever. And that's what I mean by fading faith. Like, when your faith is, you know, we always talk about, you know, have crazy faith. Have, uh, you know, be excited. <laughs> you know, have faith that whatever's going to happen. But nobody really talks about the point where you at your lowest or when you you kind of can't see it. You know, you... I guess you like uh, Job in a way. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He take everything away. Instead of you blessing, you like, bro, it's over with. Like, I'm right, done. So, right. I mean, have you ever experienced anything like this? I, I, I'm going to say this. I have experienced fading faith before. <clears throat> but I now know why. First of all, I want to say this. There's what I've had to learn, and this is for anybody that's out there, is uh, number one, accepting that sometimes – my truth ain't the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times when you talk about just a lot of things we go through and things we are faced with, you even use the train up the child situation, but mm-hmm. if the child is trained the wrong way, a lot of times a person have to first understand that I have to be exposed to truth. That's where God was big for me because some of the things I've experienced and went through uh, and faced, some of the things I've seen that I didn't go through, but it was a lesson that was bought by somebody else, but I was taught it. Mm-hmm. It, it, it kind of... Uh, influence my perspective in a lot of ways, and what happened, the the with, what God had to do for me because I grew up in the church, and some stuff you just gonna see is used to trying to take you out mm-hmm. of the church, take you away from faith. Mm-hmm. Number one, I had to realize that uh, the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. You right. know, it, it, so I and 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 because of that, I realized that for me to have a connection with Him because He's a spirit, there's a level of faith that has to be there. Uh, not only that, it talks about how faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word. What what we don't realize is what we're going to be influenced by is, like you said, what we intake, what we mm-hmm. look at. When you begin to talk about faith and faith, my mind immediately went to when Peter walked out on the water. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says that when he saw Jesus, he said, well, Lord, if this is you, bid me to come. Right. When, when 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 Peter steps out and he begins to walk on water, I think we have to realize he didn't step out on the water. He actually stepped out on the word of God, mm-hmm. which caused him to appear or he was actually walking on water. Like, don't get me wrong, but he stepped out on the word. The word was the word from God telling him to come was his foundation. Mm-hmm. But the Bible literally says when he start that it was a storm before mm-hmm. he steps out. Yeah. But while he on the water. He looking at Jesus. Why he looking at Jesus and walking to him? He's not moved by the storm. He's mm-hmm. not moved by the wind. But as soon as he took his eyes off of Jesus mm-hmm. and started look the wind, I can hear this wind. I can yeah. see this rain. Yeah. He started sinking. So 
this is the reason why I say that when you're talking about fading faith, I've been in that place. But a lot of times my faith began to fade when I took my eyes off of the one who was allowing me to walk on water. Mm. A lot of times when you focusing on God, I'm and like, I'm talking about yeah. really focusing on them, right. you go through things. You think about it. It's the difference between a believer, and I'm talking about somebody who's really in God, got a connection, a relationship, and a non-believer is perspective. Mm-hmm. We both go through challenges. We both face things. But as a believer, I believe all things that uh, all things are gonna work together right. for my good. Even though it's bad, like you even talk about Job, but Job even got to a place where he said, "Though he slay me." Mm-hmm. Yet I'm a trust because he his relationship and understanding with God understands the word says that there is no error in his will. His mm-hmm. will is perfect. So if I know his will is perfect, I have to get to a place where I trust. I'm going to be honest with the society and the time that we live in is hard. It'll be a challenge to do that if you're not feeding mm-hmm. yourself the podcast. Mm-hmm. Of the men of God, the scriptures, the devotions. You mm-hmm. think about it. Every day you look up, turn around, it's something on the news. You know, I'm even seeing stuff that's happening around us, man, that was unheard of when right. we was in school. You know, right. you're like, man, this would never. So a lot of times I say that my faith fades and a person's faith will fade when your view and your focus shifts off of the one that it was supposed to shift on. A lot of times certain things come, it comes to distract. It mm-hmm. comes to take your attention off of what God would have for you. So I've experienced it, but what I've realized is this. When I realized the area where I got off, I realized this. Well, I shifted my focus. So it's as easy as looking off, putting my focus back on them. And once I put my focus back on them, everything else pales. That's why it's important for everyone to understand that's the importance of God, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to the spiritual discipline. Right. That's where the discipline comes in at. Exactly. Stuff going on around. Mm-hmm. You think about a person working out. That ain't saying, uh, and I remember at Mississippi State, I forgot what you call it, what the athletes eat at. You know, they didn't eat at the. I forgot what it's called, too. But listen. Miles, I think Miles Pavilion or something we, like that. Something like that. But I remember when I went. And to see, man, the, <laughs> the, the the texture of the food that they had. Yeah. And then this is the thing, though, what I what I was amazed by. Some of those linemen, bigger guys, yes, they could eat everything that was out there. But mm-hmm. they had certain people, nutritionists, you got to have this. Mm-hmm. Certain skinny receivers, you got to put on weight. Mm-hmm. You can't eat that. Right. You need to. It's there, but my discipline mm-hmm. allows me to focus on what I need to be focused. So, that's where my faith faded when I focused on the wrong thing. And so, um, and I would say, yeah, sometimes I know that, uh, and Derek, you can tell me what you, what you think, but I know sometimes that hardships or adversity or things like that press you towards looking at God. Cause you ain't got nowhere else to turn. You ain't got nobody else to, to lean on. It should. And you, you ain't got a choice, <laughs> but that, that makes me think, you know, does having strong faith keep you from, from flesh solutions when it hurt? Like, you, like drinking, partying, you know, buying material things. You know, some people get, like, they'll say, oh, I need a, what's it called? Uh, when you go shopping, I need a retail therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, I, need, yeah. or I need to go to the bar. I got you. Or I need, need to go to a party. Yeah, something. yeah, something like that. I mean, that drives to the next question. Like, Well, I'm going to say this. You said something earlier, and I'm taking, you know, some of the things you said because it's true. You said uh, how sometimes you was talking about when you go through certain things, uh, tough times reveal who you really are. Mm -hmm. 
that to me separates the pretenders from the contenders. Yeah. This reason why I say that you can look at it in anything. I was amazed by. I look at a guy. Uh, I can't even think of his name, but he's a guy. He makes man. He, this dude became a millionaire working on basketball player jump shots. I'm talking about he have fixed yeah, some I, of the lethal shooter is his name on yeah, uh, yeah. on on Instagram. But he have made man millions of dollars fixing jump shots. Mm-hmm. But this is one thing that he said that amazes me. He said you have to those mechanics have to become you. Mm-hmm. He said because what happens is. When it's not working, when it ain't going in, guess what you revert back to? What, what you what originally you wanted, been yeah, doing. doing like it, you revert back to your core. This is the reason yeah. why I say that. You talked about uh, with the question that you brought out. I believe this. What really tells if a person really is in God the way they say is when hardship comes. Mm-hmm. Anybody can say, "Oh, I'm a I'm a committed church goer." When mm-hmm. your life right, yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> you ain't got no problem. Yeah. It's easy, you know. And I'm gonna be honest. One of the the things that are one of the the things I've learned because after you grow in God, you start seeing how I'm just gonna be honest. Some people use a lot of scripture out of context. Mm-hmm. One of the main things I used to see people get excited about: I will bless the Lord at all times, and His praises shall continually <laughs> be in my mouth. Look, and they will be excited. And when I went in back and read it. When David said this, mm-hmm. he was between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. He literally don't have nowhere to go, but he's running from his enemy. Mm-hmm. He literally frantic. And God began to just kind of deal with me, even with what you're saying. I feel like this. What you turn to and who you turn to when you at your Lord's, it shows you who you really are. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like if I'm going to say God is my everything, he's going to be my strength. Mm-hmm. He's going to be my peace. He's going to be my relief. And I'm not saying this like I'm just gonna say this to be ignorant. Mm-hmm. I ain't saying this to act like we we don't we are not dual citizens. You a citizen of the spirit as right. well as the flesh. Right. But if I turn to those very things as my place of salvation, what is that saying about my relationship with God? I'm I'm really telling God through what I choose concerning me, you not enough. Mm-hmm. I need you get what I'm saying. Right. I'm married. You know, there's been times when me and my wife had issues where I just. Um, not, and I'm not saying it's like we got the worst man, but you're going to have problems at times where you may not want to talk to them. Mm-hmm. They may not want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Now, if I go out and use what's not working right for us as a a, a a means or a vehicle to go talk to another woman or to go do something that does not line mm-hmm. up with who I say I am, mm-hmm. what I do in those moments is a reflection of who I really am. Two things that's going to reveal a person's true heart. The hard place and the high place. That's why I said it. it's only certain circumstances. What amazes me about Alabama, and I ain't trying to yeah. get under your skin yeah. being an LSU fan, but it, and I can even say this: LSU showed it this year on the road for the past five six years, getting beat, can't get over the hump. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the work they put in. Mm-hmm. What they gave themselves to believe, and not just believe to become. Yeah, Alabama's calling card was, you can stick with us three quarters, mm-hmm. but the fourth quarter, we go. Hey, right. When the heat get turned up, right. We turn up. Well, what threw them off is 
LSU show resilience. Mm-hmm. Show when the okay, when you turn your heat up, I can go up another notch. So mm-hmm. Like I felt like that was a reflection of who they really were. Even going to Clemson. Mm-hmm. That was Clemson calling card. Nobody ex- I, I didn't. I mm-hmm. didn't expect Clemson to play for the championship this year. I didn't think they had more talent than Ohio State. Mm-hmm. But that resiliency, we've been here before. Mm-hmm. It causes them to rise above Ohio State. But when they got to LSU, who LSU really was, mm-hmm. I, it doesn't matter how much you turn up. It doesn't matter who we re- – we champions at our core. Mm-hmm. We down 17-7, to 7, and we go and score literally almost 28 unanswered points mm-hmm. because we are resilient at our core. That's who we are. So when you talk about that, I have be- – this is not something – what I do, this is who I am. And that's why a lot of times you'll see a lot of people in God, and I don't know if you saw this, but you say, man, how could that this person who was in God, man, fall to this place? Mm-hmm. How could, because you got caught up in the actual activity of a thing mm-hmm. and not necessarily where you can be committed to something but not faithful, yeah. where you're doing it, but it's not you. It's not getting embedded into your your inner man, mm-hmm. where I don't just like, and I say that because I don't just read the Bible because I quote unquote just that's a something I got. I I have to. It's it's vital. It's you know what I'm just my it's my wife. I got you. It's vital for me mm-hmm. to be what I have to be. So I'm just saying, who you are in those moments mm-hmm. is a reflection of who you really are. And I think it goes too. I, I'm thinking about it in the sense of of the leadership. You know, mm-hmm. especially when you depend on you know, great leaders or you depend on God or whatever. When you're going through turbulent times, it won't, you won't be in a place to where you get too high or you get too low. I think about teams that, you know, every year, every team, high school, middle school, high school, college, professional, whatever, it don't matter. Everybody want to, the ultimate goal in sports is always win a championship. Like from the first day you play to the last time you play, that's (laughs) the ultimate goal. You want to get at least one. (laughs) You always want a championship. You know, I think about so many teams that had talent. But, you know, and I I was fortunate even in high school to play on a team that had a lot of talent. But then when you think about it, and if you don't have, and you think about how much stuff has to line up to win a championship, you got to have good leadership, which means you got to have good coaching staff, a good off-season program. You got to have players willing to buy in to what you're trying to do. And then you gotta go out and execute mm-hmm. them. That's just the surface stuff. Yeah. I mean, it goes into it. Yeah, you gotta have a talent, this, that, whatever. But you gotta have a, a willingness to to wanna to wanna win. One thing I, I I think about is, you know, when you look at teams that that go, and I'm using this in sports terminology because that's something that, that I I can make sense of in my head. Right. But when you look at teams that that play, they might play a good team. They play up to competition. They play a mm-hmm. bad team. They play down yeah, to competition. Yep. And they it, it's no consistency. But then you look at a team, like, I'm going to be honest, and, you know, I like LSU. I like MSU. But one thing I can say that the difference is when you look at MSU as a whole, <laughs> it's a con- it's being content with mediocrity. Yep. And, I mean, when you talk to enough fans, oh, we MSU, we never going to win this. Even mm-hmm. the year they was number one, it was like, we not going to stay yep. number one. Didn't even I mean, believe this, it. This, this, that, whatever. So, and then you look at it and you say, like, this year, for instance, this was a storybook season for LSU. I don't Man. know if it's, it's probably not going to be repeated. But Man. you look at it. Every game, it didn't matter. They was playing man, it didn't ICC <laughs> or the New England Patriots. <laughs> they like they was gonna play one, and it was a high level. They played one consistent high level the whole standard, year. Yep. And even like even in the Clemson game, where it looked like oh man, Clemson might have a number tonight. Yep. They just remained calm. Yep. It was like did nobody get riled up. You didn't see nobody on the sideline pushing, shouting. Nothing. It was just like all right, cool. You mm-hmm. know, at a matter of time. 
it's going to come together. And that, that's one thing I look at in life. You just got to, sometimes you go through a lot of stuff. And, I, and like I told y'all, I think it was in one of these podcasts. I ain't go into detail about 2019. And one day I will. But 2019, man, it, it, I went through a lot of stuff. And one thing about rock bottom that people don't tell you is, you know, they say, oh, you'll hit rock bottom, this and that, whatever. But one thing about when you hit, just like a basketball, even though you're a human, you got to hit, you, you, it's going to happen twice. Because you're going to bounce up and you're going to go back down. And then you got to get yourself up from there. But what you got to do is remain steadfast, remain calm and say, you know what? I got confidence that God going to help me through it. I got confidence in myself that he's going to show me the way through whatever it is I'm going through. And then go from there. I, I want to make this small statement because I... I thought about Coach Ogeron, mm -hmm. and and I said it because you talked about it comes down to leadership. I remember him being at Ole Miss, um, didn't get the chance. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember him being at USC. Uh, they didn't give him the head coaching job. Yeah, the uh, interim, interim coach. Yeah. Interim coach, and then LSU actually was playing with that. Uh, we yeah, don't know. Yeah. And then they went on ahead and gave it to him. The reason why I say that because you talk about leadership. And I, I forget the game you went to. They played uh, I this past year. Who was the game? Uh, they played, uh, I think, Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah. Okay, this is the reason why I say that. I watched them play Alabama. I watched them play Auburn. I watched them how they just whooped up on State, mm -hmm. whooped up on Ole Miss. Uh, even that Arkansas game, I remember the first series. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think that was senior night. We came out with yeah, the yeah. the The first series to see what they how they came out. It's like – they came out with a mindset destruction. Like yeah. <laughs> it ain't no now. And then even even leading up to the college football playoff mm -hmm. and leading to the national championship. I'm making a point. You talked about leadership, Coach. Oh, his message never changed, and it wasn't like a. He was letting you know we coming, mm -hmm. we coming hard, and we gonna win. It ain't. I don't care who you got. I don't care what you got. And mm -hmm. I feel like. LSU has always been one of the more talented teams in the country year in and year out. Yeah, they just always but, had a lot of athletes. They just couldn't, get, could, over the couldn't hump. get over the hump. A lot of times the difference between a person getting over that hump, like you said, is that leader. The reason why I say this is because I thought about the scripture where God literally told me we don't – as believers, a lot of times we focus on the gospel so much. He died, the death, burial, and resurrection. But sometimes I don't think we focus enough on the life. Mm -hmm. You think about, man, Jesus was – was not accepted among his own. Mm -hmm. He was literally betrayed by a man he didn't invest it in, mm -hmm. his friend. And then you got another follower of yours who didn't deny you. Right. And I'm saying the he's supposed to be our leader, our example. Mm -hmm. He hit what you call rock bottom. Yeah. To so much so to the point where he's like, God, you gonna forsake me? Like, it, and I'm saying if. Whatever he went through, if he bounced back, that's a lot of times what give me the confidence. The word of God says we have to be confident of this very thing, knowing that he that began a good work in you mm -hmm. will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Man, it's been so many times where I felt at rock bottom, but I realized God doesn't make an investment in you without committing to seeing it come to pass. Right. A lot of times trying to convince you mm -hmm. that Okay, you may be in a tough spot, mm -hmm. but this is not your end. You may have made a bad decision, right. but it ain't going to define 
not only who you are, but it ain't even gonna change where you're going. So I just wanted to counter when you yeah, talked about that leadership. It ain't like uh like us in, in life where we be like, nah, I'm gonna let that go. Yep, <laughs> yep, we, yeah, he's not like us. Or so. give up on a person. So how like I I ask you this, how important uh how important is it to, to watch attachments? Like when I say attachments, like from friends, uh it, it, like when I, I when I say relationships, I'm talking about friends, family, uh intimate relationships. Whatever, even attachments to I guess you could say these days your, your phone, mm-hmm. whatever. How important is it to to monitor your your attachments? The best way I can say it is is realizing and accepting the truth that you are your circle. Mm-hmm. Not only you are your circle, you are your connections. You think about it. In order for anything, the the Bible says, "How can two walk together except they be agreed?" In order for some type of relationship, friendship, and then you talking about even with your phone and did things like that, in order for that to take place, there has to be some form of connection. Mm-hmm. You think about it. The difference between eating at Olive Garden and McDonald's is the culture. Right. Both of them are restaurants. Both of them serve food. Both of them got employees. But the cultures are different. The difference between going to, between a Tupelo high school game and the LSU football game. Mm-hmm. Both of them are football games. Both of them got football team mm-hmm. players. But the culture, the atmosphere, the right. people is just completely different. Mm-hmm. So the reason why I say that because you have to accept the truth that you are your connections. A lot of times what I had to do, and it was tough, but it's not, it's not tough once you actually tell yourself the truth and commit to that. Mm-hmm. Everybody doesn't want to go where you're going. Right. Everybody doesn't want what you want. Everybody doesn't have what you have. I'm a young man. I'm married. I remember when me and my wife got married, I had to literally start disconnecting myself from certain people because they weren't married. Mm-hmm. They don't understand everything I do going to fix the house. Like... I can't be out all night. I can't. Right. I can't. I can't. Some nights I just can't go out with the fellas because if I'm the only one among the fellas mm-hmm. that got a wife, some of them may want to do things that may compromise or where I'm at, contradict. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So what I'm saying is, you have to realize that your connections is a sign of you mm-hmm. where you're going. Um, you know, the the people said all the time you need to have somebody. That's smarter than you, mm-hmm. and then you need to have somebody that's not as smart. Mm-hmm. Somebody that you can get from, and then somebody you can give back to. You know, uh, that's that's one thing I can say I found satisfaction in. And I think that if we was to invest mm-hmm. more into the connections and the people uh, that are going where we're going, I think a lot of times it's hard because we most people would rather be comfortable than challenged. Mm. I would rather, and this is what I'm saying, I would rather be around people that don't push me mm-hmm. to get to where I want to go mm-hmm. as opposed to being around somebody who has a problem with what you being in this particular place right now. Right. It's not so much they have a problem with you, but mm-hmm. they realize who you are and where you got the potential to be, you need to be pushed. So, And I would say uh, adversity is, is necessary for growth. Like mm-hmm. You have yep. to go through man, adversity that's true, man. in order to reach another level. Like You're not going to get... A high school diploma and not try. Right. I mean, some people can, a lot of people ain't. You know, you're definitely not about to get a college degree and not put forth any effort. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's just like you know, I think about certain certain players. You know, like certain kids, because I mean, I, I work as a sports trainer, whatever. And I think about certain kids say, "Oh, I want to be, I want to play college ball," and that don't matter if it's D one, Division two, D three, NAIA. 
JUCO, it don't matter. If you're not willing to put some manner of work in, Come on, it, it, it's not going to happen. It's not gonna I happen. mean, because that's the thing, like, I remember being asked a question when I was coming out of high school, and I had a, a couple of JUCO offers, and I ain't played sports at, in the junior college level because I felt like, you know, at first of all, the fire was going down. I was just like, I just, <laughs> I don't know. And, you know, one of my plans was to walk on that state, but of course, got their social life was a little better and I was like, man, I ain't got no rules. I'm finna just go and do this, whatever. But the thing that the one question I was asked uh before I went to went to college was about football. They asked me, it was like, do you love the game or you like the game? And I was like, what you mean? It was like when you love playing, it don't matter if you gotta wake up at five and hit weights. No, no. It don't matter if I gotta go to treatment after, then go to study hall. Then go and uh after I hit weights go to class this, that, whatever. But if you just like the game, that means I just like going out there on Friday or yep. going out there on Saturday, everybody hollering and screaming. Wow, that's And big, then man. I'm playing and man. go home. And so once I answered that question for myself, especially when it came to playing, I was like, man, I really don't love this. Like, not like that no more. <laughs> I mean, I like to live, but I want to live ways at my time. Right, I, I, right. I don't want to practice. I mean, that, and that's just, and you know, I started thinking about, man, you know, the hits, stuff like that. I was like, man, I just don't, you know, I feel like I can do it, but it ain't something I'm going to enjoy doing. And so, you know, that's one of the, one of the, the I guess say the crossroads of my life where I was like, you know what? I love the game. I love sports. I always want to be a part of it. But this is the point where I make the decision to say, you know, I'm going to just walk away. And, you know, that that's where um, I feel like, you know, being mature, you know, Practicing self-discipline and knowing yourself, knowing the reflection you see when you look in the mirror, all that plays a factor. And knowing who's around, like your circle being able to tell you, hey, I feel like you should do this. Hey, I don't feel like that's for you, you know, or maybe we should go about it this way or that way. And also whoever in your circle gives you different perspective on what it is to try and do. Because if you're only seeing stuff your way, you're never going to see the whole picture. That's just like if I'm in the game, I can tell you what's going on in the game. But the coach can see more right, from the right, side right. than what I'm seeing, like my viewpoint, like actually been in the game. So another question, like I'm going to ask you this because I, I, it was something I put up on Instagram, I think, at one point this week. It's just uh, talking about, you know, it's a difference between fans and friends. Mm -hmm. Darius, hey, I'm going to tell y'all because I need to tell y'all this. Darius has, a, has been singing for his whole life. <laughs> So Darius got a lot of people that love hearing that love hearing them sing, love hearing them, you know, I I I love it myself, but you know, love hearing them minister, things like that. And I know you encountered a bunch of people that say and they'll say, Oh, I know Darius, oh I know him for real. Mm -hmm. And you be like, bro, I just kinda I really don't know you, but yeah. I just I know you, but I don't know you. Right. And you know, it's a difference between having fans and friends. One thing about fans, fans gonna always make you feel good, but fans ain't gonna be there for every, for everything. Right. Nor do they care about your personal life, right. nor do they care what you're going through. They just like the gift or like what's right. housed in you right. more than and I ain't gonna say they don't mean they don't like you, but more than you. The friends is it are the people who get to see the 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 raw edition the right right I guess you say just you as a person and I mean it ain't like for me I know it ain't that many people to just I, I mean I know I don't know near as many people as theirs but I know a, a, quite a few people and yeah people be like man I know Justin I know remember when he had dreads this and that whatever but I'm like bro I really just man. a holiday <laughs> when I don't right, know you like because right, right. when it comes to friends man that circle is small and it's a tight knit group. And friends, friends love at all time, brothers. You're born through adversity, but mm -hmm. but with that man, you know, 
how would you like the difference between fans and friends? Because some people think they got friends. Because you can call them on the phone, they're gonna tell you everything you want to hear. They're gonna agree with everything that you do. But then when it go down, like again, I'm gonna let you talk. I ain't trying to. I'm gonna let you. But when it go down, think about Antonio Brown. At the end of the day, you standing there, you by yourself. At the end of the day. Whatever you do in this life, when it's all said, you gonna be by yourself. Mm-hmm. Like so, yep. yeah, you can tell me what I want to hear, but I need somebody who's gonna give me the real. So, I think the uh, fans only know the surface and see the surface. Mm-hmm. Friends see the authentic. Yeah, they see the depths. They know the depths. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been there to a degree, still there. Uh, I literally, and I'm not saying this God knows to brag. I literally was kind of thrown off when I, of course, I reached the 5,000 limit friends on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> but what got me was when I saw I got like 4,000 followers. Yeah. These are people that can't be your friend, they but they can follow, follow anyway. the page. Yeah. Look, yeah. And I'm sitting up here like I was really baffled because I'm like, what they following me for? Like, yeah. I ain't. But it's like, I realize this now that. And it has helped me with my discipline and different things mm-hmm. uh, because when you have a platform, and I'm pretty sure you understand what Legends of Athletics and things like that, mm-hmm. um, the stuff you do uh, helping so many people, uh, you're going to have a platform. And so you have to realize that it, it, it breeds attention. It's kind of like the scripture say, to whom much is given, much is required. One thing that God gave me that really helped me to decipher was I got people that can handle you on the mountain as well as in the valley. Mm-hmm. You know, because me and you have personally talked about certain things, it's things you know about me um, that some folks will never know. Like, mm-hmm. And then I'm going to say this, some people don't care to know because it's like a lot of times, and that's why I say the way the world's set up, I hate to say this, but it's like we only want you as long as your gift works. Right. Once your gift, <laughs> hey, once we don't need your gift no more, you think about how valuable Michael Jordan, Kobe, mm-hmm. like, those people, even LeBron, like I'm, I'm enjoying him now, but he got to realize once his playing days are over, mm-hmm. there's going to be a level of people that is going to be like, he's yesterday's snooze. Mm-hmm. He's yesterday's we always looking for the right. next. We're looking for the next. So a lot of times you got to realize friends are people, I, this is how I look at it. Fans are people that are there when it's good. Mm-hmm. Friends are people that are there. They're not circumstantial. They unconditional. Mm-hmm. It don't matter if you, and I, and I say that because, and I'm not, I'm not trying to glorify the Aaron Hernandez story, but watching it, it showed me a lot. He mm-hmm. had, for those that don't know, he had two different murder cases mm-hmm. that he was tried for, mm-hmm. and they showed the first one. He literally his family there, his friends, everybody. Right. He found guilty. Well, the next one, he's already in prison, but the next one, he's tried for a double homicide. The only person there is his fiance. Fiance, yeah. And I'm sitting there like, but to me, I felt like that was the reality of how life is. Mm-hmm. When it's good, people think, you know, you're innocent. Mm-hmm. Everybody is, but it's when things are bad. It's like, so real friends, they stick there uh, no matter what. And so I'm just telling you, you know, that's what I've experienced. I've learned the difference. I've learned, and it's not so much, you can't be mad at fans because a lot of times, some of them, they don't know what real friendship is. Mm-hmm. They don't really know, you know, because a lot of people, I'm going to say this, are not truthful with themselves. So right. it's, it's kind of hard for them to give that out to somebody else. But I've learned that there's a difference, and I just thank God for 
I thank God for the fans because you need that encouragement at times, and I thank God for the friends because I need them constantly. I just think about it from a point like <laughs> when people say, I don't, it's just, and I think like the society we live in now, everybody want to be like, and we, we, the more people say they want 100, the more people are not 100. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. And that's just like, I mean, I feel like sometimes <laughs> I overuse, like, everybody, like, what up, bro? What up? Like, bro, I don't know you like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I know you, but we don't, you know, and then it's like, when you know, when you see people, have you ever watched, I, I ask you this question. You have met somebody off of social media. Like, y'all follow each other. You meet them off of that. I already know where you're and going. And it's just awkward. You I be already like, know where you're going. And when you up? see them, they, they act like you do. Yeah. We, <laughs> like, man, I get, you know what? I literally get that so much. But because of the platform, mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest. Because you you got to, you being, you under the microscope, so you're being judged by every little mm-hmm. thing. So I, I still treat those people and let them know, you know, like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. But in my mind, sometimes I really be like, now you know, and, and I feel like it's it's. Yeah. A, I'm gonna be honest. I feel like it's a form of clout chasing mm-hmm. because certain people are insecure in themselves, so they feel like, man, if I can say I'm connected to such and such, or if I can show I got this attachment, right. it'll give me some type of validation, mm-hmm. you know. And I've seen it from there from that place. And I'm like, social media has really taken away from us, like you said, being real. It give us a way to cop out mm-hmm. of showing people who we really are. It give mm-hmm. us we can create right. whatever you know image exactly. we want. And I was like, does you know this is one of the last questions before we get ready to wrap this up? Okay. Uh, does do you think childhood affects your friendships today? Like, do you still pick friends like when you were a kid, right? So mm-hmm. you know you think about it. Kindergarten, first grade, second grade. You know, you chose friends off of, hey man, you like Ninja Turtle? Yeah, yeah. I like Ninja Turtle too, dog. All right, that's my boy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, like, yeah. Bro, you like playing on swing set? Yeah, yeah I like yeah, playing on it. Yeah. All right, we're going to be friends. Okay. You know, you think about it like that. Then, you know, do you think about, do you think that, you know, that's kind of one of the things I think a lot of people choose their friends like that in adulthood. Right. You know, they be like, Bro, you like the 49ers? Bro, yeah, I like the 49ers too. All right, you my boy. Like, no, no. Yeah, yeah, no, no we no. just like the same stuff. That don't mean we, we friends. Right, uh, and right. so that, that's what makes me ask you the question. Do you think childhood affects, like, do you fr- pick friends now in a more, uh, do you put them, uh, I guess you say more through a, some, I ain't going to say a test, but you, you just wise as, as far, to, yeah, as, yeah. far as choosing friends. Well, I, I will say this. I think you have to take into account when you're a child, you're naive. Mm-hmm. You're learning. You, you, I'm saying not only are you learning life, you're learning yourself. Right. Uh, you you, you learning uh, even from home. Like, it's just so much that you learn, and I feel like that's why some of those friendships may not be lasting. Mm-hmm. I'm one that believes friendships are not forced. They just flow. That that. I feel like it's kind of one of those things where it's like when you're going out to look for something, you can say, well, I don't know what I'm looking for, but I know it when I see it. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's how a lot of friendships are. I do understand in order to be a friendship, you, there has to be a common ground. You know, there has mm-hmm. to be some level of uh, things that we have that makes us relate to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like real friendship, it flows. Uh, and, and then I even go a step further. I have friends, and then I have brothers. Mm-hmm. Like, it's levels. Right. You get what I'm saying? The friends are not the fans, but they are not the brothers. Mm-hmm. Like, the brothers are, like, I. this my circle circle. Yeah. Friends is like, they not in the circle, but I'm close enough to them mm-hmm. where we can talk about certain things. Um, 
And I just say where I'm at in a place in my life now, one thing I try to lean on heavily is God to help me with that. And the reason why I say that, because I, I, I believe the scripture where it said the, the, the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit, the comforter, it'll lead you into all truth. Mm -hmm. And then if you acknowledge God in all your ways, he'll direct your path. Because like you said, we got so many people that are not 100. Mm -hmm. You got so many people that... I'm gonna say know how to play the role, and I and I'm not proud of this. I, I'm really not. I'm I'm being very transparent. But I used to be that person, mm -hmm. know how to shift who I am according to who I'm around. Right. So it's like I knew how to be what I needed to be when mm -hmm. I needed to be it. Right. Well, now I'm at a stage in my life. I honor truth. Mm -hmm. I honor realness. I I and, and so because I honor that, I look for that, and mm -hmm. I believe this. You'll know it when you see it. Right. When you get around you you. It's certain people you just know, man. They that this is about as real as it gonna get. As far as, am I saying they perfect? Mm -hmm. Am I saying they without error? No, but you get when you know realness when you and I feel like a part of it is when you authentic. Mm -hmm. When you authentic, you know authentic. You think about it. Uh, I remember back. I remember this, and this is a story. I'm just gonna get this little story. I remember when we was in high school. They had uh, it was a store. I can't even remember the name of the store, but uh, they had Jordans. Air Force One yeah. in Verona. Look, oh, yeah, I know you talking about. I can't remember the name of that stuff. Listen, and this is the thing. It looked real. Yeah. Polo shirt, everything. Folk, everybody going over there. Man, they got that for 50 Look, you going over there saving 50 and $60. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> hey, you souping up. Then it's like, but when, what, what I always show, when you get around people that bought the real thing, spent their money literally buying joints online mm -hmm. or a polo at the stuff, like the real stuff, they could tell what wasn't real. So yeah. I feel like that's how it has to be in life. The real fake people don't, you think about it, fake people don't like real people mm -hmm. and real people don't like fake people because we can see, we, we can feel each other out. Mm -hmm. I, I You talked about my gift of seeing. I remember I was in a space at one time, my gift would just always stand out. And I remember one time we went to Chicago, man. I never went nowhere where I felt like somebody just could just flat out out seeing me. Yeah. I'm like, you may be able to do more runs, yeah. but you ain't got that girth, that yeah. strength. You know, that's how I felt. And I remember we went to Chicago, and uh, my brother Devon them, they went and heard this guy. Man, there's this dude out here. He good, man. I'm telling you, he all right, but he ain't better than you. Yeah. And I remember just so happened the next day, he came to the program. Yeah. Just when he got that mic, brother, listen. <laughs> You know how you have to keep the confidence because you got folks <laughs> dependent on you, but in yourself you like, man, ain't nothing I can do with that. Yeah, like yeah. that's how good he like the, the, the total package. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm like it ain't nothing. Like and even I go, I'm a fan of his. He don't even know, yeah. it, but I'm a fan of his. I go, well, I'm like it's amazing, mm -hmm. but it's kind of one of those things that showed me like it's levels, you mm -hmm. know. So you, we are able. You're not sometimes. What's revealed is not until you get around a certain thing. I'm real now, so I look for that. Mm -hmm. If somebody's not real, I don't cut them off or just, but I keep them at arm's length. Mm -hmm. You know, and I and I'm gonna tell you this in, in wrapping it up. I I heard TDJ say this. He said, "Now even Jesus, being God in the flesh, couldn't keep Judas out of his circle. Mm -mm. So who are you? Like you can't get rid of them." But you have to... No, it wasn't T.D. Jakes. It was another pastor. I can't think of his name. He said, you can't get rid of them, but you have to know them who labor among you that you can keep certain people at arm's length. Mm -hmm. Everybody can't take the real you. Everybody mm -hmm. can't take the mail that comes to your house. Right. So, like I said, I, I as from a child to my adulthood, a lot has changed. 
the the I don't be so surface when it comes to what we got in common. You like the Cowboys, I like the Cowboys. Uh, we no that that's that's not deep enough. Yeah. No. So. Um, and I would say too. I know. Uh, you know what's funny about <clears throat> thinking about Jesus and we you know we all talk about the Last Supper and all that. And you know he did know that he was gonna be portrayed, but it was funny when you really look at the story uh, of when he broke it down. You know, mm-hmm. everybody yep. eating, having he fun, told him who gonna and do he it. just said, "Somebody at this table about to betray me." <laughs> <laughs> everybody looked, and then the main one talk about, "Yeah, I know you. I'm with you, Doc. I'm uh-huh, with you." The first one, hey man, you know Jesus. I don't know. Him. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know who they, I don't know who it is. So I mean, you just have to know, like everybody, we are gonna face, we are gonna face uh, certain points where you know you you gonna get crossed. You always gonna face certain points where wow. you know what I'm saying you may think a person is really with you and they not, but it's all it's all a part of, of life. I think I I would be confident in saying that that it's a part of it. Like mm-hmm. everybody gonna get God at some point, yes, yep. with, as far as that goes. <laughs> but um. But you know, hey man, it's been a it's been a good podcast. Yes, it man. Has, uh, it has, man. Wow. Got my boy. I'm gonna tell y'all from from if y'all probably could have heard me and Dad since like I'm gonna say the peak <laughs> the the peak of it hey. was uh about seventh grade. That, yeah, seventh grade. Se- it was like seventh grade before before I went to Tupelo and you know some I think like, like second year yeah, in college yep. before we we started talking again. Man, if I could have got y'all a conversation back then, y'all would have been this thing. Y'all would have cut it off at two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I remember, uh, man, I seen one of my old teachers, man, because it was like probably the most popular. I, he, I talk, tell some of the stories about Mr. Mina or mm-hmm. Dr. Mina at this point. Right. Uh, and I, I always tell, like, it's one story that I always stick out when I had this spitball and hit him in the glass, <laughs> hit him in the glass. <laughs> From across the across the room, oh, and I, I just laugh at it now, but man, man it just shows like maturity, maturity for real. Man. And I mean, you know, whatever whatever you want to do in life, I mean, me and Darius from I say I'm from Tupelo because you know whatever, but you know from small town of Plantersville, and you know I went to state, Darius went to state and finished, and or Mississippi State, sorry, because everybody know what state it is, but Mississippi State and finished. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell anybody for whatever it is you want to do in life, if you're willing to work, you're willing to put the time in. God will allow people to meet you at yep, whatever level you're trying to get to and help you get to that level. And um, you know, we talk about friends. Of course, as my mentor told me, if you walk with nine broke people, you gonna be the ten. I mean, it's just <laughs> that's it's good. just that's, that's just what it is. You, whoever you you running with. You can say I don't do that. I don't. I ain't about all that. But eventually, that's gonna be you. I mean, even being married, if you with dudes, I always talking about man. Look at look look this mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Eventually, yeah, you so can say no it way. all day, but eventually, it's you gonna get be got. you. Yep. So, um, you know, with this podcast, we talk about also we talk about friends, talk about attachments. We talked about self control, physical and spiritual. And like I said, wellness goes beyond just physical fitness it goes to the the whole man the spirit the mind the soul the imagination the heart everything is 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 wrapped into wellness and so before we leave before we conclude uh there's i actually get one or more spiritual health tips for the listeners to take and implement into their life well uh man i well i'm just gonna say number one is uh Get a relationship and a connection with God. And I believe if you really pray and ask God to really help you, he will connect you, like you said, with the right people. Uh, one thing that I, I have adopted is 
in spite of how we have gotten here, and I'm saying what situation we was born in, um, some people adopted, you know, mm-hmm. some people have uh, lost both parents, some people grew up. In spite of whatever situation you in, my thing is this, you're here on purpose, you came with a purpose, mm-hmm. and you're here for a purpose. I say that because I, a lot of times I believe what will help a lot of us is realizing this, we were created with purpose, so in order to find that out, mm-hmm. go back to the creator, go back to God. Uh, I would say get a connection with somebody um, that can get, connect you with God and the truth, mm-hmm. not just a church you can go to and be a part a fan, as you said, right. but somebody who can really be a follower, mm-hmm. uh, where you can really uh, be helped in the uh, area you need help. I'm thankful for you, Justin, um, even for the podcast, uh, not just the podcast, but to even see what you have become. You know, you talked about us growing up and uh, maturing. I feel like a lot of the maturing that has happened for us, it has become in life. Um, and then I take into account God, you know, even mm-hmm. the friendships. You think about pushing each other. Like me and you are one of the few that I know from that time um, that are still connected, that con- constantly, not just praise for where we are, but push to continue to do greater, mm-hmm. you know? And so I say that because I know that my connection with you is a connection that God formed, mm-hmm. you know? And that's why I say, with me, like God is my everything. I know everybody is not in that place like I am, but mm-hmm. um, I feel like um, it's my job uh, the Bible, the Bible literally says, "Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you can prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God." It's my job as a believer to be the embodiment of the perfect will of God. I, when I look at my life, is my life perfect? No, but I feel like it shows the perfect will of God. Some of the people, some of the connections, mm-hmm. some of the opportunities, you know. So uh, I appreciate you for even allowing me to be here. I would tell you, get got a real connection with Jesus. Get a connection with him. Let his spirit come in and sh- shift you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's because once once you get the spirit of God, it literally begins to change how you think, feel, like he was talking about, mm-hmm. even your, your perspective. Uh, you look at the whole picture different. And so uh, I feel like with where you come from, where I come from, and different ones, uh, we have a great opportunity to not only continue to impact both spiritually and naturally, mm-hmm. uh, but to impact a lot of people to realize Man, you can literally make it out of whatever you didn't went through. And I think, through. and I think, like the one of the key points you said was get back to the basics. Like, mm-hmm. so many times I don't went off in the left field doing it because I wanted people like like do it by myself, do it on my own, and Can't forget forget way. God <laughs> yeah. and just go. And every time it never fails. You always had to return. Yep. And you, as, as, you can do two plus two divided by two times three point one four. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, you got to go back to two plus two and mm-hmm. then rebuild and get wow, back to the basics. Good, I mean, it's all, like the basics ain't never going to leave. Everything else can, you can do what yeah. you want to do with it, but the basics are never going to wow, leave. that's good, man. And, um, you know, I think back to it, you know, many times in church, especially growing up, I think about, you know, they don't have these no more, but, you know, prayer service where you be there mm-hmm. all night, they be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, then you got Jesus and you be lying like a kid talking about, yeah, I got him. <laughs> you just been up there asleep the whole time. Ready to go. But, uh, <laughs> but to go. you wow. know, hey, I hope this podcast helped a lot of y'all, uh, you know, and I hope I hope you, you glean a lot from it. I hope you pick up a lot of the jewels as, as usual and are able to implement this into your life. Uh, I may make this a two-part. I'm not for sure. I got to see how long it is, but I, may, I might make it a two-part. But I hope you, you listen and uh, learn 
Um, take note, mental note. I ain't saying you got to physically write it down, but take mental note and implement these things into your life. And as usual, as I always say, get 1% better each and every day and do the things that legends do. Be legendary.